is Babakama Dav Tzadi Tes 99 as we continue here in Parak Hagozel Eitzim in Mesechus Babakama as we head towards Hagozel Uma'achil, the last two prakim, as we get into the last three weeks. Really, today starts the last three weeks of the Masechta, as this Masechta has 121 uh, daf or so, here as we uh, reach the, hi- the highlights. Really, the whole Masechta are highlights, but uh, let's f- try to find some more highlights today on the daf. As we get into another Shas topic, today's daf is dedicated to Uman Kone Bishvach Kli. Another topic that has come up a little bit, but here is uh, one of the main uh, areas where it comes up. Says the Mishnah on Daftadi Ches Abebeis. Nasan Lo'umnin L'Saken. Somebody gives to a worker, to a craftsman, something in order to fix. Not clear yet in the Reisha. Did he give raw materials in order to make something, or did he give a ready-made chair that is broken, that needs to be fixed? But something was given to the Uman L'Saken, V'Kilkalo, and he ruined it. He messed up. Chayav and l'shalim, so he has to pay for it. If a new man messes up, so he has to pay for it. Nasan l'charash, shida teva umigdal l'sakein. Somebody gives to a carpenter some type of already made kli. Here it's explicit. Shida, some type of box to sit on. Teva umigdal l'sakein v'kilgal chayav and l'shalim. These cases, the worker has to has to pay for it. Vahabanai, Shakiba Allah Lusarasa Kosel, a builder that accepted upon himself that was supposed to was a kablan to break down a wall, Vishiber Avanim, uh and he broke some of the stones of the wall. He was supposed to take apart the wall, but instead he uh broke things that he wasn't supposed to have broken, Oshizikan, or he damaged them, Chayav Lashal and he has to pay for them. The Gemara will talk about exactly what the conditions are. Hayasoser mitzazev and mitzalacher. But if he was breaking the wall from one side and somehow uh, stones fell on the other side and damaged on the other side, Pater is Pater. The case must be talking about, says the Shidibukubetz, is a case of Ones, where this was an unexpected part of breaking down the wall. If he should have, would have known about it, so nothing to talk about. He's supposed to know about it, then this is part of breaking the wall. You have to go to the other side, but it must be a case where it was really an ones, says the Shita. Klomar. Falomachmas Pshia, Elamachmas Ones, Shahaya Savar, Shahya Yachalamu, Tsad Shani, below Zet. He thought that this other side would be supported without what he's breaking down. Pater da Anusu, because that is called an ones. Interesting. Let's take for a second. This is called an ones. This is Adam Hamazik. Right, this is a man doing damage, and is doing damage on you know other other people. So is that is there a pteronis by Adam? So let's remember the machlokas we discussed months ago, right back in the third parak, back on Daf Chavzayin and Daf Chavches, in those areas where we discussed the Mishnah of Adam Muad LaOlam. On Adam is always a Muad, right? What did the, the, the Gemara say there? Bein ba'ones, bein b'shogeg, bein b'ratzon. Right, the uh, the Gemara Daf uh, the Mishnah. First, the Mishnah we had on Daf Chav Ches, uh, I'm sorry, around uh, the previous, Chavav, Chavav Abraalaf, Adam Mu'ala Olam, Bein Shogi, Bein Mezid, Bein Ar, Bein Yashar, Bein Vechulu, and the, and the Gemara continued on Chavav Mebez, Al Ha'ones Karatzon. So, what do you, what do you mean here? Why aren't you chayev here? So, we have to relate to that machlok as we discussed then between Tosvas and the Ramban. Tosvas there, Tosvas on, Chav Zayin Amit Beis. Tosvas says that even by Adam Hamazik, there are extensions and maybe limitations. Says Tosvas, 
um, there that you're putter even on an ones gomor by Adam Amazak. But ones near Adam Amazak chayev the efsher the e efsher lomer shleis chayev ela bepshia vechulu. But Tosva, I'm sorry, I read the wrong line. Tosva says aval hachash niskal machmas mechshov aloi boile yune anusu viyavagav delel marbin and ones keras and badam amazak and bepetzadakas patsa ones gomor lo Rabbi Rachmana. Tosva's shita is. Even though Adam or the Olam by known is Gamur, even Adam Amazik is Pater. That is Tosas Ashita and the Ramban. The Ramban not here, the Ramban in Bamatsiya da Pebes argues, Yachaib, even on is Gamur. And there are Gamaras on both sides of the issue. So this Mishnah, and that's they, they each have to reread all the other sources that don't fit into their opinion, as we discussed uh, then. So here too, here we have a case of Pasha's Ones. Sounds like Ones Gamur, right? You wouldn't have known about it. But if you're putters, that's how even Adam Amazik has the type of of uh, of tour. So you have to figure out exactly how um, the Ramban would read this read this Mishnah. Right, we'll have to maybe talk about it a little bit later when we'll get up to a similar a similar line. The last part of the Mishnah, But if it fell because of the Maka, and you should have known better, continue that same piece in the Shidim Kubetzes. He's banging with a hammer with all his koach. And the wall starts shaking because of the of the hit. Because he's kizir to mazagamur, right? He's not kizir to grama to call davar habami kocho begufo dami. Right, so that's considered direct. Where there was some other involvement. But this is called direct, and therefore he is chayev. That's Rabbi Yehonah's son in the Shita, helping us understand the Mishnah. Ones versus Pshia. And again, having to relate back to the earlier Machlokas we shown him, which we, which we uh, discussed. Okay, so this has to do with giving something to a craftsman. Remember, when it comes to craftsmen, we pay them for the results. We don't pay them for their work. Who made that line, that idea famous? The Chavetz Chaim. Right, well, we say at a Siyam. We're to Shloshim Yom Bez Hashem Lefnei So we can, we can mention this, uh, this thought of the Chavetz Chaim. Uh, uh, probably the most common thought that's said by Siyam. Anu Amelam Hem Amelam. Gemara Brachas also. Anu Amelam Mekalam Mishar Vehem Amelam Vehem Mekalam Mishar. We work and get Shar for it, and they work and they don't get Shar for it. Ask the Chavetz Chaim. Yes, they do. They get paid. Everybody gets paid. Not just uh, people who are Amelam Batora. So the Chavetz Chaim very famously says, no, anu amelum akalam schar, we get schar for the amelus. What's the goal? The goal is the work itself. It's not the result. Okay, that's a, that's a product. That a, a person becomes a tamar chacham. A person becomes uh, knowledgeable in Torah. But it's the work itself that is the ultimate schar and... Uh, in and of itself, nothing more is needed. Unlike a shoemaker, where if he doesn't fix my shoes, he can spend all the time in the world. If he doesn't fix it, I'm not going to pay for it. It goes by the result. So here too, Uman, I gave it to the Uman. It doesn't matter if he put in a lot of time. If at the end of the day he broke it, the other day he ruined it, I'm not going to pay for it. And not only that, he's going to be responsible to pay me for ruining it. Right, if it was uh, worth more than when he than when he started, so that's anu amelim lehem amelim relates to our Mishnah as well. Okay, Amar of Asi says Rav Asi lo shanu. When do we say in our Mishnah that if he ruins it, he's going to have to pay for it? Ela shenasan lacharash shida tevo migdal lenaitz bahen masmer. 
Ravasi basically quotes the second line of the Mishnah in explaining the first line of the Mishnah. Right? When do we say that he's going to be chayiv? That's when you gave a ready-made kli to put a nail in, to fix. Mary put a nail in the shibron and he broke it. But if I gave raw materials to the um, person, in, to the uman involved, I didn't give him a kli. I gave him wood. He's going to take that wood and fashion it into a kli. And he did it. He made it into a kli, and then it broke. The shibron, putter, then he is putter for the kli, meaning he's only chayef to pay me back for the raw materials. But, let's say, once it's made into a chair, it's worth more, and it's not to pay me for the chair. He only has to pay me for the raw materials. Why? My time Uman kone bishvach kli. A craftsman is kone in the appreciation of the kli that he created. Meaning when somebody creates something, he comes somewhat of a bilim on what he created. It's his handiwork. And therefore, he becomes a bilim. And therefore, in our case, he, the uman was kone it. And that's why he's not going to have to pay for it. Uh, when he, when he, and this is the most extreme formulation of this principle, but Rashi says it on the next off, and that's the simple understanding of the Gemara that we'll see. What does it mean, Uman Kodem Shavakli, fitting it into our Gemara here? So when the Uman gives it back to the person who hired him, it's as if he's selling it back to him. And when I pay him for his wages, when I pay him for his services, it's as if I'm buying it. It's as if that's Dmei Mechira, and he's selling it back to, it was never mine. So he doesn't have to pay for it. He made it. It was his. I own the raw materials. I didn't own the kli, and therefore that's why he's going to be. That's why he's going to uh, own it. The shidim kubetzas here has a has a might be a mashal, not exactly the same exact idea, but he says it's similar to a shinui ma'isa, right? Just like a shinui, if a goslin steals something and it's bashana it, it's no longer shalabaylim. The baylim never had this. And therefore, I only have to pay for what it was previously. So too, by Yunakona, Bishvakli, similar idea, says the Shita, quoting here again, Rabbeinu Yehonasan, Klomar, Shalom Asa Boha Umad Shum Shvach, Shenu, this is if you gave him the Shita table Migdal. So he's saying the opposite, but we see from the opposite what the, uh, what the Shita is. If you gave him a Kli and he's only fixing it, Lo Asa Boha Umad Shum Shvach, Shenu Chalomar, Shekinao Bishinu Imaisa. Shini Maisa, that's a goslin term. What's he using that for? But it's a parallel. You've changed the item. Remember, if we, if it's in, let's say it this way, we've said two approaches to the idea of Shini Maisa over the past couple of weeks. Is Shini Maisa really your it? It's an action that causes a Kenyan. Or does Shini Maisa mean it's just a different item? And if it's a different item, that removes the Chovas HaShava, Memela Amkona it, through taking it to the first place. The Kinyani Geneva are fully allowed to kick in. We discussed that at length. In the seventh parak, in this parak, so this comparison fits very nicely and much better according to this other approach. The latter one, because he wasn't Mishan, we're not a Goslin here, he made it into a different item. So if that's the, the, the root of Shinu Maisa, then uh, the, the uh, comparison is understandable. So again, let's read it. Klamar. It was already a kli. And just like he gave me a fancy thing, I have to pay for it if I ruin it. But if I carved out, if I actively did something, 
And again, what does that mean? There's no gospel in Shemai Sus by a Geneva context. It means it's a new item. Shari Oso Sheva Chauman Asao Ukinobo. That is the focus. He doesn't use any words like like I just mentioned right beforehand that Rashi's going to use on the next daf. It's like a mechira, and he sells it back. It's not. It's a different focus. Different focus. Do you focus on the on the uh, the shidi ma'isa elements? It's a different item, or do you focus on? It's as if I created it, so I am selling it. I am selling it back. That's what it sounds like. Uman kona. The Ksos also discusses this sugya. The Ksos, you've got one source in the acronym related to Umakona Bishvakli. You can look in the Ksos in Simon Shin Vav, Siv Dalid, where the Ksos talks about two points. Number one, Machlokas Rishonim that he presents. When we say Umakona Bishvakli, and this might relate to the, what we just uh, discussed, does that mean only the Shvach is Nikna or the whole Kli? Umakona Bishvach Kli. Doesn't say umakona shvachli. Does he just uh, own the appreciated value of what he has created, or he owns everything? Bahadu umakona b'shvachli chakar im eino ela b'shivcha hu takone avalo b'gufachli onema da'idei ashvach zoche b'gufachli lios kishelo kivan shenis hapech chomer hakli el hatsura asher nasan v'lochein kone b'gufachli v'hela takone b'gufachli quotes from the Maharash Halevi. That he's quoted Begufakli, and he quotes Raya's. What's his Raya? Hilchas Tvilas Kalim. If I gave the raw materials to a guy, and the guy made it, then I have to do to- I have to do Tvila. If I gave it to him to repair, I don't have to do Tvila again. If it's a Kli that re- a Kli Suda that requires Tvila. But if not, it requires Tvila. Tvila? How, what do you mean? So the answer is if he's really Kona it. Sounds like uh, the language we use of Rashi. He gives it back to me. But it sounds like, and he quotes this from Rashi also, and that's why there would be an issue possibly of, of a tefillah. And then he quotes other sources as well. And then he quotes, uh, in the second half of the piece, his own chakira. mamish? Ukishelohu, my Isle Labalabais, my Shivcha, the Ech the Shavach Shava Yosemit Beschirus, Hechamisalikle Balabais, Bepachos Midamov? Is he Mamish? Is it Mamish, literally, Kenyan? Vimishum, which he said, he said it sounds like, Vimishum, the Kvarkana, Mimeno Balabais, the Psika, the, um, the Shapasaklo, Avra Shavach, Havi Dershlo Balaolam. He says, how literal do you take it? He says, don't take it as literally as you would have thought. It's a Kenyan, but it's not a full mamish, dini mamish Kenyan. Meaning, they both have rights in it to, what's always the litmus test, to be Mikadish and Isha. Could the worker be Makadish and Isha? Says the Ksos, yes. But if he can, that, he said, and that's Ksas Kenyan. That's a big Chiddush to say that's only Ksas Kenyan. Usually you need a full Kenyan, but that's what he says. But the Lovik can take it back. He compares it, interesting comparison, to a Mashkon. If I give you a collateral, Rabbi Yitzchak says, we shown him how deep that Kenyan is. But that's also a Kenyan of something that is earmarked, 
it's really mine, but I give it to you for a certain amount of time, and you're going to give it back. That's the usual way things work. So that's raw materials given to a worker who's going to give it back to me, and that's a collateral of a lova who's going to give it back to the uh, malva who's going to give it back to the lova. So that's an interesting comparison, but that's another idea. Finally, and then we will continue. This is all just the background to the whole sugya. Uh, uh used this in more of the hashkafic realm. If you look in the uh, the English Russia Harav, put out a couple years ago, so he quotes the Yerushalmi and Maestris in uh, Perak Aleph that if somebody is Zorea in a stay hefker, he's Chayev in Shumas and Maestris, and he discusses although the person who reaped the produce of this field had no intention of acquiring the field itself, the produce belongs to him along with all obligations associated with such ownership because of the principle of Uman Kona Bishvakli. And then he quotes from Tehillim, Lashem Aratumaloa, Teva Vyoshveva. Kihu why everything belongs to Hashem. Why? Kihu al Yamim Yisada the Anaharos Yechonaneha. Because he created it. The David suggested that by virtue of having created the world, God became owner in the full legal sense. And then he looks at the halachic construct. He quotes Baba Kamat Sadiches, Arasugya and then he says, though there is a difference of opinion regarding a human craftsman, when discussing the creator of the world, there is no controversy. And everybody agrees. Uma kone v'shvakli, k'shvakli is kone shamayim v'aretz. In that, um, in that realm. And then he talks about parents and children, expounded by the idea of applying it to our own personal lives. Is there anything on earth over which we assert proprietary rights more than our own children? Yet even this is a misconception. Our children, in fact, belong to God alone. Right, he quotes uh, uh, by Shmuel and Chanachavim gave. Why, why is he called Shmuel? Ki Shayaltihu Hashem. Interesting connection between Shaul and Shmuel, but it's really from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? And the fact that even children do not truly belong to their parents places them out of the med- right, the medrash, which we're not going to get to now. Rabbi Meir and Bruria and giving back the jewels. Okay, let's uh, continue. Says the Gemara. We did a couple of lines. Let's try to do a little more. Tanan. So, so we mentioned that if somebody is Kone Bishvakli, he still has to pay back for the raw materials. Tanan, but is that really true? Is our Mishnah based on that? You explained, Ravasi, the second line of the Mishnah. What about the first line of the Mishnah? Tanan, Nasan lo ubnin vikilkalo, chayavan l'shalim. If I gave a worker and he ruined it. So what's the first line of the Mishnah talking about? He has to pay. So my love, the Avlu eats him. Isn't that talking about I gave him wood? And it still says he has to pay back for the clee, which would seem that even if he makes it into a clee, he doesn't have to, he has to pay for the clee? You don't say, Umakona Bishavah clee? Says the Gemara, low. No, the Rashi is talking about Shida table Migdal. You gave him the whole clee. Says the Gemara, Hamidikhtani Seifa Shida table Migdal, Vichada Rasha hates him. The second line of the Mishnah says you gave him a whole clee. So doesn't that mean the first line of the Mishnah means you gave him the raw materials? And then he fashioned it? Kashan Ravasi? No. Really, the second line of the Mishnah is explaining the first line of the Mishnah. So the second line explains the first line. Says the Mikamara also. This also makes sense. It makes sense to understand the Mishnah as the second line explaining the first line. Why? If you say the first line of the Mishnah is about raw materials, so then if you say the Rasha is talking about raw materials, and in that case, the Uman has to pay for what he did for the Kli, Sheet the table, make me boy. Would there be any chiddush to say in the case where you gave 
an entire kli? No, that wouldn't be mechudash uh, at all. So it must be, says the Gemara, that the second line is explaining the first line. Says the Gemara, that last point can be knocked out. No, if, if you're, you're basing your argument on that last point, that's no proof. Why? Tana seifa resha. It could be that the seifa is being megala, that the resha is a different case. Why? Shalot tamar, if I would have only had the first line of the Mishnah, I might have limited its scope. Shalot tamar, resha shida tevo migdal. The resha is talking about where you gave a kli, a whole box or a, 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 a naron, aval eight simlo. But raw materials, you wouldn't say that. You would say uman kone kli. Tana seifa, she the table migdal. That's why it says the case of Kli in the second line. Mechlad the Reisha him to prove to me that the first line is about the raw materials. V'afilu hachi chayav l'shalim. And still he'd have to pay for the Kli because ain uman kona b'shva Kli. So we end up saying that the Mishnah is not a raya. The language of the Mishnah is not a raya to Ravasi, but it's also not a kasha. You can understand the Mishnah as the second line explaining the first line. It's all one case, but in a chinami. If the Bauha materials gave the materials to the artisan and he fashioned it. He would he and then he ruined it. He would only have to pay for the raw materials, not the kli, because umankona bishva kli. So it's no raya and it's no kasha. So let's try other sources. Let's try to prove it from the Mishnah later on on Dafkuf Hanosi and If somebody gives wool to a dyer. And Danny, what how do you how do you make dye? How do you color wool? You put the wool into a big pot on an, on a uh, fire and you warm it up and slowly the wool is collate, absorbs the color. But what happened here? He messed up, he burned it. So he ruined it. So what's the halacha? No Saint Lo made Simro. So he has to pay for the value of the wool that he ruined. So we're medayik from that Mishnah. To make Simro in, he has to pay for the value of the of the wool to make Simro v'shev chalo. But what if he had made colorful wool, beautiful, and then ruined it? So the Mishnah does not say that he has to pay for that. He only has to pay for the materials. So, lav shehekdicho la'achar nefila. Isn't this Mishnah talking about where he ruined it after the dye has already gone into the wool? There's appreciated value to this wool now. And the Mishnah still only says, and the Mishnah says you only pay for the raw materials. Isn't that a raya to Ravasi? If our Mishnah is not a raya, maybe the next Mishnah is? No. Omar Shmuel, no raya. No, he ruined it right away. Before it changed. Before it became colored wool. So therefore this Mishnah is not relevant to our case. But one second. So if we would be medayik from that Mishnah, maybe it would be just the opposite. But if it would be burned after it became colored wool, that should be the diak of the Mishnah. The Mishnah is about a case where he ruined it before it became anything good. But after it became anything good, you would pay. So then, So if that's how Shmuel understands the Mishnah, that the Mishnah is specifically before it became colored dye, then the Mishnah would be mashba that after it became color dye, then you would pay Debate Simra Vashivcho. And does that mean that Shmuel argues on Ravasi? Right? Because Shmuel would say that Uman is not Kona Vashvakli. Right? And the whole thing belongs to the Balabais, and now you ruin the Balabais' Kli, and that's why you even have to pay for the Shevach. 
So the Gemara says, no, you don't have to say that. And the Pnei Yeshua here points out that it's somewhat unusual. The Gemara commonly, when the Gemara rejects a proof, it doesn't go to the other extreme and say, oh, so he must argue. He's just deflecting the proof. He's just saying, no proof in the Mishnah. Oh, does he argue then? So the Pnei Yeshua points out that it's unusual, this type of Shaklavataria, and he goes to try to come up with a, a Svar Y. But either way, we'll just, we'll just focus on the Gemara. So the Gemara says, so does Shmuel then argue on Ravasi? Sigmar says, no, Amalekha Shmuel, Hachamayas Kinon, Kigon did Semer, Visamanim de Balabayas. Maybe everything involved belongs to the Balabayas. Usually when you have a craftsman, you give him some raw materials, he uses his own uh, tools, his own um, other uh, um, materials that he needs in order to fashion the clee. But here, everything belonged to the Balabayas. The tzemer and the dog with the balabayas. The tzava agar yadu deshakel. So in this case, even if you would hold generally that Rashi says uman kona bishvakli, you wouldn't say that here because everything here belongs to the balabayas. Look at the third skinny line in Rashi. To halekalameimer uman kona bishvakli. To samanim who de mishabchile. It's the dog that is causing the shevach. Vitsava schir ba'amu. So the sachir, does he hammer, does he, does he knock, does he uh, carve? No. He puts the dye and the wool into the pot. That's it. So what's causing the change? It's the dye. The dye belongs to the, 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 the wool owner also. So there, everybody would agree, ain't uman karnam kli. Vade uman shasamanim shelo kunam vitsava schir ba'amu. Vade uman shasamanim shelo kunam kli. Vim shasamanim shelo Meaning, the Gemara says, Shemuel doesn't have to argue on Ravasi. The case here, everybody would agree, everybody would agree to, but otherwise, uh, it could be that Ravasi is correct. Says the Gemara Ihachi, so if that's true, so why does the Mishnah only say, Hano Saint Semer Litzava? Ihachi no Saint Lo Demet Simro Visamanimi Baile. And when the Mishnah continues, it says he has to pay Demet Simro, it should be that he has to pay both. Ella Shmuel Dichuikamadchile. Shmuel is just go- taking a different stance from whatever, whatever you want to say, the Mishnah says. You want to say the Mishnah says A, Shmuel says no, the Mishnah might say B. You want to say B, the Mishnah might say A. This is not a proof. It's not a proof. And that's how Gemara would have ended three lines ago. The Pnei Yeshua goes through, why do we have these last four lines, uh, which is more unusual than general um, Shaklavataria of this type. Okay, let's continue. Tashma. Try to bring another proof to Ravasi. Somebody gives his talis to an uman to work on his garment, gumro vahodio. He let him know. He finished it. But he didn't give it to him. He didn't give the talis, the begot back to the owner. He just called it. He called him up. He sent him a letter that it's finished. Even for 10 days. Eno over alav, the person, if he does not pay for it, he does not violate the isser of not paying your worker on time. Mishum baltalin, lo talin. He does not violate because until he gets the beged back, he's ultimately not chayiv to pay. Maybe there's some type of chiv, but the chiv is not chal yet. From the time that you finish, he doesn't have to pay yet until he gives it back. But nasna lo, and similar to Rabbi Yehonasan, interesting to what he said before, says it's like a mashkon, right? So to here, it's like he has it, but he doesn't have to give it back yet. Nasna lo b'chatsi. Hayom, but if the worker gives it back even in the middle of the day, kivan sheshaka alavachama when shkia comes over la mishum baltalin, then you violate. There's a, a mitzvah say biyomotitin scharon and mitzvah losa say of not paying workers on 
on uh, on time. So this is the uh, source from Masechus Bametzia. So if he gives it back, right, I have to pay back that day. But if he doesn't give it back, even though he finished everything, I don't violate. Why not? And if you say that an uman is kone mishum shvakli, so now it's his, and now he finishes, and he's giving it back. Am I over mishum baltolin? Right? Why would you violate baltolin in this case? One shakal of chama. It's a sale. It's not a a worker anymore. Maybe the isra baltolin should only apply not in the in the cases where you didn't create something. You're uh, raking my uh, my yard, so that's where you yeah, have to pay on time, or any other type of uh, uh, umanut that doesn't change something. But maybe asks Gemara because of the principle of uman kona b'shvakli, there should never be an Israel baltalim there, because it's a relationship that has turned into a mocher kona, not a maskir socher. Rashi, Rashi says this. Rashi says, "Am I over?" Ha, and here's the lashon that I was alluding to before. He's selling the kli back to him in halachic terms. Velo schirasi. So what are you going to do? She's about talon. Even if he's giving it back to you, right here. And this is a case where he gives him the talus. Amar of Mari of Kana. What could be an answer? Maybe that's not a case where where he made the kli. Begad the sarbala the lekashivcha. Maybe he's talking about a type of improvement that doesn't really improve. He like let out the hem. He did something with the threads. So there is no shvach, but in a chinami. At this point, the Gemara assumes there would never be an Isra of Baltalin by a case where an Uman creates a new item. Says the Gemara, one second, but even in that case of the threads, he's giving it to you, obviously, to improve it. So so, He's giving it to you to soften the threads, right? The uh, the fancy uh, weaving part of the process. Doesn't that improve it when he softens the thread? He does this process, so it still is a case of shvach. So if you say umakona b'shvachli, you should say that there is no isra baltalin. Answer: Lotzricha de'agre lebitche. No, the cases where he gave it to him to soften, but how are you going to soften it? You like stamp on it. So stamping on it does not improve. It does something important to make the the threads, you know, be a little more separated, which is what he wants. But it's not really shvach that can be measured. So de'agre lebitche, bitche bitche b'maasa. So each stamp, each stamping, is a ma'a, is worth a ma'a, and therefore this is schirus. So you're paying more for the ma'isa than for the result. And in the chinami, the Gemara ends up saying at this point, asi, if you hold umakona b'shvakli, that there wouldn't be any issue of baltalin withholding payment, because uh, you're paying for services. Baltalin is when you pay for services, not when you buy an item. And if you create an item, that's considered a sale in halachic terms, not a schirus, and therefore, right, there's a pasuk in Chumash, you have to say it applies somewhere, right? So therefore, uh, that's what the Gemara assumes now. Good, continuing, uh, says, and that, that's how, again, Rashi has the Lashen, when you jump on it, schir yomhu, velo kablon delikne b'shivcha, you're a hired hand, you're not someone who acquires it through shevach. 
Vaiter. Says the Gemara, Ulamaida Salaka Daitin Meikara, but getting back to what we thought earlier a couple of lines ago, Dolo Agri Libitche, that he didn't hire him to stomp on it, but he hired him to fix his beged, so Messiah Lele Rav Sheshes. So wouldn't this be a right to Rav Sheshes? To Bolimine Rav Sheshes, they asked, the Talmudim asked Rav Sheshes, Kablonus. Kablonus is when we are paid for a result, right? Not for uh, for the job. Right, this comes up at Lent and Bamitzia, different types of hired workers. Kablanis, over over. Do you violate Baltalan or not for Kablanis? So Rav Sheshes says you violate, even though Kablanis is for the result. So that was the Havamina. The Havamina in our Gemara, we said, according to our Havamina, where Baltalan should apply even to a case where you're paying for the result for the Kli. So Rav Ashi would say over there. So the Gemara says, Ravashi, Rav Sheshes, I'm sorry. So, Lamer, the Rav Sheshes, Paliga, the Ravasi. So, is this a Machlokas? Right, Ravasi, who says, Umakon and Bishvak Kli, would say there's no Isra Baltalin by Kablonis, by a case where the Kli was created. While Rav Sheshes would say, there is. Amashmul Baracha, you don't have to say there's a Machlokas. Maybe the case over there that was under discussion uh, by Rav Sheshes is Vishlicha de Igrisa, which we would call a mailman. Right, a shliach just to bring a, bring a letter. So again, there wasn't a change there. You paid for the uh, whole process, but there wasn't a change there. It's a kablanus. You didn't hire him for the day, but you hired him to do a job. Maybe that's the kablanus that Rav Sheshis was talking about, and Rav Asi would agree to that, because there was nothing created. But in the chinami, it could be that everybody would agree, um, if everybody would agree, uman kone bishvakli, then there wouldn't be any Isra of Baltalan. And we mentioned, I think, in the Parsha Shir, uh, recently, uh, the thought of the Baalei Musr. Well, HaKadosh Baruch Hu also must hold of the Torah, but that's a halachic assumption, but assuming HaKadosh Baruch Hu is held hostage to the laws in which he created, so how could it be that there's no schar mitzvah ba'olam hazeh? Right, that's not fair. We do a mitzvah today, I should get paid. On time. Uman, ko, uh, um, right, schar, the Isra Baltalan. So the answer given is that, like our Gemara says, there's a difference between a schir yom and a kablon. A schir yom has to pay, be paid every day. But a kablon doesn't. A kablon is paid for a job. Like we just said, the mailman. The mailman is paid to get the job done. So there's, there's, uh, that's, that's, when the job is done, then the, and then you have to, then you have to, uh, then the, the chiv kicks in. So when is our job done? We're not paid to do a mitzvah each day. We're paid to do a job for our life. And after 120 years, the Kodesh Baruch looks at the package of our life and sees, Be'ezus Hashem, if we fulfilled the potential that each of us had, given the package and the peckle that the Kodesh Baruch gave us. Everything that was given to us. So that's why, after 120, that's when it's due. It's not due before then. And therefore, it is, um, it's different. It's like a kablan, not a schiryo. Good. Lema, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lema Kitanoi. Let's say that this issue of Unakon Bishwakli is really a machlokas tanoim. Here we go. Aseli Shirayim Nizamim Vitabos. Vaakadeshlucha a woman gives him Uman, an artisan, gives him jewelry, gives him Shirayim, which are uh, anklets, bracelets of the ankle, Nizamim Tabos rings, Vakadeshlucha. He, she, uh, she gives him, and then basically she says, I'm going to owe you money for this service. You know what? I'll keep that, and that'll be the Kiddushin money that you're giving me. 
So, I'll be married to you through giving you. And the Achronim say there must have been, even though the Gemara doesn't say it, there must have been an Amira Mitzat Habal here. Because we know, the Gemara says in the first paragraph of Kiddushin, there has to be some type of Amira from the Baal to the Isha. So, there must have been. So, I said, the Shirayim and the Ksos says that. There must have been a, uh, the Ksos and the Avni Miluin. So, does that work? Kivan Shasan, Mekudashas, Dibrebi Meir, Meir says it works. Once they were made, once the jewelry was made, it works. Mikudashes. Vachachamim omrim, and the Chavim say, no. Eidem mikudashes, ashiyagiyam amoliyada. Chavim say, no, it's not mikudashes until the money reaches her hand. Which money? What money are we talking about? There's two possibilities. The money meaning the items. The items have to be given back. Or, are the Chavim saying this whole thing doesn't work? He has to give her extra money from his own pocket. Unclear what the Chavim mean. So, my mamon. Ilema Oso Mamon. Does that mean this the jewelry itself, when he gives her back the jewelry, it can't mean nothing. It can't mean that with the service, well, you still have it, because he has to give her something. Does it mean the items themselves? That's what the Chachamim say. And the Chachamim say, once she has the items, it works. Then what does Rabbi Meir say? Mechadra Rabbi Meir Savar Oso Mamon Lo, even without the Mamon, Elba my Mikdashah. So what's the, what would the Kedushin be through then if he doesn't give her anything? Stop there for a second, look at Tosis right here. Elba my Mikdashah, Omeri Desvarahu, She'ein Mekudashas Bamasha Mocha Lo Scharo. It's a Svara, says Tosis, that just being Mochel on the money that I owe you is not going to be good enough. What is that like? Milve. Mekadish b'milva ene mekudeshes. That's what Gilmar is going to say about Hashem soon. But just the, the Tosva says, it's obvious that just being mochel is not going to work. Afilu lo yehi umakona b'shvakli. Elamilva yeshtol, it's still not going to work. Skip a line. Shein daite l'skadish ashe yavo hashirayim and azamun liyada. It's an umdana, says Tosva. She doesn't have it in mind. Um to be miskadeshes until she gets it. But then Tosa says it more fundamentally. The Oda Omeri, Venira Lo Iker, the Afilush Neamrotim, even if they both say it Betherish, were Mukudeshes with the money that I owed you and now you're Mochela to me. Tosa's first day is that Mistama, she wait, she's not assuming it's going to work until she gets it back. Then Tosa says, even if they both agree, still it's not going to work. Not going to work because... It's not halachically considered anything. Go to the last three lines. The kibon she ain't yachola tov ab bedin scharo ashi yagi amoliyada vein chashuv kenosin lakum b'tchilaso ashi tavoshas yachola tov abedin. Meaning, it's not halachically considered something of value. So either way, the Gemara Tosfos explains the Gemara. It can't be that he gives her nothing. So that can't be what the Chachamim mean. So, So what must the Rabbanan be saying? The Rabbanan are saying, the whole thing doesn't work. The Rabbanan is saying, he has to give her something else. And Rameir says, no, just getting this item back. So, Visavruha. And the Havamini here is, A couple of Shas topics here. Everybody holds that when you do a job, then it's as if little by little it's owed after every prut is worth of work. It's owed and it becomes a milveh. 
and everybody agrees that you can't be Mikadeshes through a loan that is owed. So my love, if everybody agrees to those two elements, so what's the Machlokas Tanoim here? So my love, is in the Machlokas about this. Rabbi Meir saw, you know why Rabbi Meir says it works? Because when the Uman makes the Kli, it's as if he owns it. When he gives it back to the woman, he's giving her something of his own. No way! It always belongs to the woman. That's why he's not giving her anything of his own. Isn't that a machlokas? So, as Gemaras always do, the Gemara says, is, doesn't everybody agree to A, B, and C, and they argue about D? So now the Gemara goes through, no! Maybe it's a machlokas about A, maybe it's a machlokas about B, maybe it's a machlokas about C. So that's what the Gemara does now. No, the Guliyama, it could be everybody argues with Urvasi. The Machlokas is, if this is a case of Milve. If, as he works, every day after he does a Prutus worth of work, so is that considered owed yet, or is it only at the end? Rabbi Meir Savar, Ein L'schiris Elolobasov. It's only at the end, and therefore it's one package, it never turns into a Milve. At the end, is right now, he, she pays for it. No, it's owed each moment, and therefore this is called, called the case of Milve. And in Makadish Milva, Eina Mekudashes. Number one, the, the Rishonim, the Tosas Rid, this comes up in Kedushin too, the same type of Gemara. Tosas Rid in Kedushin, Memches wonders why, uh, even according to Rebbe Meir, why doesn't the last Pruta, is that good enough? If the Rabbanon agreed that the last thing is okay, it's not called a milva, so even according to Rabbi Meir, the last fruit that should be good enough, so he discusses why why uh, that does not work, the other Rishonim also. So maybe the Machlok is about Schirus. Or everybody agrees it turns into a milva. The Machlokas is whether you could be miskadeshes with being nimchal money. That's owed. Rabbi Meir saw Rabbi Milva Mekudashes. That's why it works. So maybe it's a Machlokas about Uman Kona Mishvakli. Maybe it's a Machlokas about Yeshen Leskiris Mitzchidavatsov. Maybe it's a Machlokas about Hamakadish Bemilve. That's three. Number four. Rava Amar. The Koliyama Yeshen Leskiris Mitzchidavatsov. Everybody says it turns into a Milve. U the Koliyama Hamakadish Bemilve in Mkodeshes. So it can't work through just that. U the Koliyama Ein Uman Kona Mishvakli. So on all counts, it shouldn't work. So why does Rameyer say it works? The Shulchan Aruch, by the way, Paskins, ain't Uman Kona Mishvakli, in Simon Shin Vav. So the Gemara says, Ella, Hachal Mayas Kinan, Goncha Hosifla Nofach Mishalow. What if the worker himself added in some materials? She gave him, but he also added in a Nofach Mishalow. So some of this is a Milva, but some of this is what we call a Pruta. Some of this is from his own. So, what is her das? Rabbi Meir Savar, Milve Upruta Daita Apruta. Rabbi Meir says, when a man gives a woman a Milve, a Mechilas Milve, and a Pruta, her das is on the Pruta, so the marriage works. For Rabbanan Savri, Milve Upruta Daita Apruta, and Rabbanan say no. And if you remember, this was Gufa, one of the Pshatim of the Machlokas between Shaul and David. The Gemara in Sanhedrin discusses, right, there was a whole mix up. You read the Psukim in Navi, you, you need the Rishonim to understand what's going on. Right? Michal was supposed to be, or Meirav was, was supposed to be David's wife, and then all of a sudden, you thought that he was married to Meirav, and then all of a sudden, Meirav was given to someone else, and then he's married to Michal, which is Achos Isha Bechayeha. So how could he be married to the different sisters? 
So there's a whole discussion. Well, maybe the marriage of religion didn't work, and that's why Shaul gave it to someone else because he thought the Milveu Pruta was the Milveu Pruta. He owed David money for killing Goliath, and also David had foreskins of the Plishtin that he was giving to Shaul as the father of his Kala. So, Daita Pruta, Milvo Pruta, Daita Pruta, Daita Milve, that says, suggests the Gemara, the Machlokas between Dov and Shaul in Sanhedrin on Daf Yud Tes Amid Base. If one wants to see it there. But either way, that's the fourth shot of what the Machlokas here is. And now, once we bring out that fourth shot, we say, And this Machlokas about Milvo Pruta is also, the basis for the following Machlokas Tanoim. Ditanya the Brisa says, Bischasha sisi If a man says to a woman, I'm going to do work or I have done work. See if he says, I'm married to you based on the work that I've already done for you. That doesn't work. That's in the past tense. But if he says, I'm going to do work for you today, and that work has a dollar value on it, so that is what I'm marrying you with, that works. Tanakama. Rabbi Nassan Omer, Rabbi Nassan says, no, neither work, even if he says it about the future. So the Tanakama has a chilek. Rabbi Nassan says they both don't work. For Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi Omer, Be'emes Amru, Be'em B'schash Azizi Emcha, Be'em B'schash Es Emcha, Enem Kudashes. So far, like Rabbi Nassan. Rabbi Nassan says they both don't work. But he adds, Vim Hosef Lanofech Mishalau Mikudashes. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi adds, but if he added on something of his own, Mikudashes. So says the Gemara, Be'en Tanakama Rabbi Nassan, Between Shita A and B, Egeben Azchiris. That's a big difference. That's the difference. The uh, Tanakhama says, if he says, it works. Meaning, works. Right? That's the, uh, while the Rabbi Nassan says, no. Because he was Mosef and Nofach Mishalo. So there's a Milve and a Pruta, and the Machlokas is, Daita Milve or Daita uh, Pruta. Good. And what's, again, the spar for this machlokas, is it based on an umdana, what the woman really has in mind, or is it something more fundamental? That if there's a milva involved, that might color the entire gift, even if some of it should work, and it's more integrated, and that's why it could be a problem. Right? So that's a uh, discussion in the, the farsha. Okay, next section of the Gemara. Getting back to Uman. Omar Shemuel. Tabach Uman Shekilko. What if you have an expert shochet? Expert. Chayiv L'shalem. He has to pay. Maziku, Posheahu, he's a mazik, he's negligent, Naasek Omarlo, Shholimikan, Vashakalomikan, it's as if the hirer, right, the Balabai says, you know, shech me from here and you shechted me from, from there. I Meaning you didn't do what was proper. So Shwal basically says, says he's chayiv in four different ways. So why does he have to have such a verbose, uh, statement that he's, um, keeps, uh, the, uh, phrase after phrase after phrase, just say he's chayiv. What do you have to have those two phrases for? So, if he only said he's a mazik, I would have thought that's only if he was a paid worker. If he's a paid worker, if he was like a Shomer Sachar level, so then that's why only if, if he is a uh, mazik, that's where he always has to pay. But if he would be an unhired, if he would be a free, volunteering, Shochet, Expert shochet, so lo, maybe I would have said that he's not chayiv if he messes up. Mazik is chayiv, but a poshea is not chayiv. Come on, and, and shomer he's not a poshea here, 
and Hashem Rechidim is only Chayef for Pshia, Kamash Bolan Poshayahu, that's what uses the extra Lashon, that even if he was not been hired, he's doing it for free, he's still going to be Chayef. We're not going to get into now the Sugya of the Sheet of the Rambam and Hilchas Chirus, where he has the Lashon of Poshaya Kemazik, that's a big discussion, but uh, just be aware of that in Chirus Perak base. Okay, that's Shmuel. So if you hire out an expert shochet, he's going to be chayef. So Eisve, Rav Chama Bar Guriel is Shmuel. So Rav Chama asked Shmuel, Hanosein behemel atabach and nivla uman patur had yor chayef. Shmuel says if you give it to a, a shochet and he messes it up, an uman's going to be patur. Only a hedyot's going to be chayef. Why is an expert going to be patur? If an expert messes up, it must have been an ones. Must have been like what? That's so unusual. It must have been an ones. But if he paid for it, because then he has accepted a higher obligation of responsibility, so he's going to be chayef. But Kasha, how could right Rav Chama Shmuel that you see from this brisa that if you give it to an expert, the expert's patur. What does that mean? Your brain should be lechar, should become uh, dirty and, and muddled, and you shouldn't think clearly. It's kind of like stop it, don't ask me these questions. Lechar mochek, right? The Shimon Kubetzes has a washing here. Ein lechamoach, very, uh, very uh, strong. Uh, but either way, he's very upset. The the uh, the Chazonish uh, quotes in one place, and here in Baba Kama, um, that uh, maybe he saw that he had a raw gaiva in him, and he was asking the question in, from an inappropriate uh, um, vantage point. Okay. In any case, it's a it's a it's a very sharp line. Lechar mochek. All of a sudden, asa humi rabbanan kamosevle. Some other rabbi come and ask him the same kasha. So Amrlay, Hasha Shakabma the Shako Khabrach, you know, go take what your friend just took. Meaning the same thing. But but what's the answer? The answer is Kamina Lakhu Anarabi Mayor, the Kamrisali Rabbanan. You're telling me right uh Rabbanan Shita. I'm telling you Rabbi Mayor Shita. Which Rabbi Mayor, which Rabbanan? We'll have to see. Amilo Diakta Mili Shani Omer. Why didn't you focus on what I said? Maziku Poshehu, Nasakomala Shkoli Mikan Vashakalomikan, that was the Lushan. Manislehai Svara. Who's the one that has such a Svara that if the worker does something wrong, he's high every mayor? To Amar Miboy Lil Mirbi Anafshe. Remember the one that says the the uh, worker has to focus very hard and if he does it he's gonna be Chayev. That's Chayev. That's the what, who I was talking about. You're telling me from a Bryce, that's the Rabbanan Shita. So which Rabbanan are we talking about? And by the way, if this is, we started off with this today, now we're going to end off with this today soon. The, right, so according to, everybody seems to be agreeing here that if it was really an Ones, according to the Rabbanan, then you'd be Potter. Why Ones Gomer Adam Mu'ala Olam? So just like we started off with the Machlokas Tosas and the Rabban, Tosas says here, ah, there's another riot to me. Onis Gomer, your potter, even by Adam Amazik. The Ramban says here is different because he was a Shomer. A Shomer has different rules than a regular Mazik. Right? That's the, how the Ramban reads this Gemara. He says this Gemara sounds like it's against me. I say Adam with all of even by Onis Gomer. But Shomer is, uh, is different. Good. So, hey, Rebbe Meir. So, which Rebbe Meir are we talking about that Shmuel says, oh, Rebbe Meir is the one that says you have a higher responsibility. And you're bringing me a brisa for the Rabbanon. So, Elay Mahar Meir, is it the Rebbe Meir we had back uh, earlier? It's not back on the Mishnah on Daf Mem Hey. Said the Mishnah there, if you remember. Kashu Bala Mamosei Rabbin Obafan of Karoi. I have an animal and I put a regular, a fine, good fence in front of the animal. That any normal wind wouldn't break it down. The yachts of a hezik, and he went out. Bein tam be muad chayiv diber meir. Remeir says both by tam and by muad you require shmira meula. 
not Shmira Pchusa, not basic Shmira. So is that the Rabbi Meir being referred to? That you have to have high responsibility? Hasabikroi Pligi. But the Gemara there is not based on Svaras, it's based on Psukim. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda really even had the opposite that we would have thought. That a Muad requires Shmira Pchusa and a Tam Shmira Mu'ula. So that can't be a machlokas which we are relating here. Selahari Meir must be the following Remeir. The Sana, the Mishnah on Tamara's Daf. Litzvalo Adam Mitzavo Shachar Shachar Mitzavo Adam. You hired him to make it red and he made it black or vice versa. Remeir Omer. No single to make Simro. He has to pay for the Semer. You should have focused on what he was doing. Somewhere it says, Hasan Biadayim Kolumine. There he was, Mazak Biadayim. We're talking about a case where it happened Mamewa. There he actively did something wrong. So again, it's not a parallel. Rashi, niskaven l'shanos. He had a kavana to be mishana there. He had a kiri, he had a kavana to a shrita. So Ella Harimeir, third try. This Rabbi Meir, Ditznan, the, or Ditanya, this is the Brysa earlier. Nishbra kado in Hamenich. Nishbra kado below silka. If I'm walking in the street and my kad fell down and broke and I did not remove it right away. Nafla gamba below emido or my camel and then somebody tripped on it and, and got injured. Rabbi Meir Omer, Chayev ben Izkan. Rabbi Meir says, you're Chayev there in the Nezek. You should have warned them. You should have gotten rid of it quickly. The Chayev Omer, Patum in Dinayadam, Chayev Dinayadam, the Chayev Alon, and the Gemara there said earlier, to ben Izkan Poshehu Pligi. The Machlokas here is whether a Nizkal, somebody who tripped, is considered negligent. Rabbi Meir says, yes, that's the Rabbi Meir. Shmuel says that I'm referring to here, that even if an, uh, an expert shochet shechs is chayev, you're talking about the Rabbanan Shita who would say that it is not true. Period. A little more. Omer, Rabbi Yochanan, Tabachum and Shekel Kachayev. Rabbi Yochanan also. An expert shochet that messes up his chayev. V'yafilu hu'uman ketabchit sipori. Even if he's a super duper shochet like the, the way expert shochet him in sipori. Up north. So Rabbi Yochanan says, Pater, does Rabbi Yochanan really say this? There was a story in the base Knesset in Maon. And Rabbi Yochanan said to the Shochet, Bring me a Raya that you are an expert Shochet, and I'll make you Pater. So you see from Rabbi Yochanan, if he's an expert, you'll be Pater. It depends if he was due to, did it for free, then he'd be Pater. Lower responsibility. Don't get people, to, uh, don't d- d- take people for free, because that's a lower responsibility. If they're paid, then it's a high responsibility. Not only a high responsibility halachically, if you're a member, when somebody is paid for a job, they, they take it more seriously, they may be able to do a better job. We had in the, in Achobel, don't take a doctor for free. Because a doctor for free is not worth anything, the Gemara said. Always, because when somebody's paid, they, Take it more seriously. And the Achronim, uh, actually, no, it's the Riven. The Riven uh, quotes here, the Kasha, I see, why would he have to bring a Raya that he is a Shochet Mumchet? Don't you say, Amos Mechavir Lov Araya? You prove to me that I'm not a Shochet Mumchet, I'll pay you. Amos Mechavir Lov Araya, says the Riven. So you have to say somehow, the Riven says, really there's a Cheskas Chiyav here. And there's a Reyasa that has been created. Says the Riven here, and with this we'll finish. Says the Ravid, Vikashalon, Iu Tainas Bari Amar de Mumcha, Mosbachabar of Araya, Vigalamar, Tahu Tabchahave, Vi Mumchahavi made the Yada. So the Ravid says, No, no, no. If he was an expert, they would have been a call. Everybody would know that he was an expert. So there's a Rayasa in his, in his, uh, claim. And that's why it's different. Rabbi Khanan asked the same kasha as uh, the Ravid, and the, the Akronim have different answers. Maybe there's a, there's a Vadai Chiyav here. And there's a Suffolk Tour. 
if he was an expert, then he has a tour of the chiyuv. So maybe you don't say a Muslim Khavalavaraya in this type of case, where there's uh there's uh, it's note on the Chayev case. Okay, we'll stop here by the Mesve, but we will continue tomorrow with Dafkuf in Masekhaz Babakama.